the SWP, Ottawa Sports Talk, every weekday. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. My God, it's good to have you here. You look amazing. You really do. It's Steve Warren along with Jim Jerome, former TSN morning show radio hosts. Now getting after it here in the podcast world. And I'd like to ask this question of you, James. How are things today? Well, that's a little... That's a little prying, isn't it? I suppose. You didn't no. expect the Spanish Inquisition right out of the gate. But how are you doing? What's, what, what's with hammering me with the light? You know, talk, Jim, talk, talk. What's up with that? Okay. Sorry. Take it easy, man. Sorry. You know? <laughs> we got another major uh, upon us right now, James. You must be in a great mood. The U.S. Open I, is here. I am in a great mood. I absolutely want to talk about that for sure. But you know how we make fun, Stevie, of me being the cooler? Yes. So... Uh, lots going on sports-wise, right, with the playoffs. I didn't I didn't bet in the first couple of rounds of the playoffs. And I, and I was going to go, I'm going to go with Stevie on the Islanders. and uh, But I didn't bet them in the first couple of rounds. Or mm-hmm. I didn't bet them in the first game. Uh, and, of course, they won, right? Because I didn't bet them. So I thought third round is starting, Stevie. Montreal is, uh, what, what, what did they win? Seven, eight games in a row there after they started coming back from 3-1 three, three, down with the Leafs. Yeah. Uh, so what did I do, Stevie? I bet Montreal in the first game of the series. The cooler strikes again. The cooler. Okay. <laughs> you are a Wildberry vodka cooler is what you are. Yeah, there he comes again. So uh, that that record's alive, Stevie. And I thought, okay, I better lay off that. I'm not going to bet the uh, Tampa series. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave that alone. Um, so I thought last night, maybe I'll bet the bases. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get a hold of the bookie. Give me the line on the Blue Jay game. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at the Blue Jays because I haven't bet baseball in a long time. Right. Uh, Yeah. Blue Jays are minus 120. Okay. So, you know, you lay 100, you lose 120. Yeah. So I'm going, yeah, they're going good, right? Guerrero's unbelievable, right? He's unbelievable. He's MVP candidate. Yeah. He's the Bichette's playing really well right now. Okay. So. Let me throw a little hundy down on the Blue Jays. They're up 5-2, Stevie. Here comes the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like it. This five. looks like it. This looks like a job for the cooler. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, it does. So yeah, I step up after many years of not betting the bases, and I thought I'll do it live. Let's have a little look at that, you know. Uh so the Jays lose. So uh, there, there we go, Stevie. The well, you got to start. Well. You got to start letting us know ahead of time when you're going to make these bets, so that we can all use your power for good for our own yeah. selfish purposes. Do you tie a like a Superman cape on? Because I, I kind of feel like it is a superhero power you've got going there. Yeah, it's on. It's, un, it's unreal. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the U.S. Open starts tomorrow, uh, and I go with DJ all all the time. We're recording this on uh, Wednesday, June 16th, by the way. Uh, and so why Jim says tomorrow, that's, okay. well, yeah, just just throwing Sorry. that in there in terms of keeping uh, keeping things on. It's, Fooling everybody. Exactly. Fooling yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. June 17th, um, it starts. Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, lately I've gone with uh, DJ and Corey Connors. We talked about him on a previous show. And I'm going to go Rory and, Sh- and uh, Shoffley. Okay. Rory, okay, Xander, good. Xander Shoffley. Those are the four guys I'm going with. Okay, 
So if you're Sorry, betting Rory, the U.S. Rory, Open. I'm writing these down because I want to make sure I don't take them. Rory, Shoffley, yeah. DJ, and who? Uh, Corey Connors. I love Connors, to have a right. little Oh, that's too bad. There, right? I'm so... Yeah. I'd like... My sympathies to Corey Connors and his family. <laughs> yeah, right. He's probably not only not only is he not going to make the cut, he's going to get hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. Good God! <laughs> well, that's how bad luck you are. I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, it's called the Corey Slam. <laughs> no, you can't. You, can't, you know, the, the Tiger Slam. How dare you? Uh, so that's what I'm doing. That's yeah. what I'm, and I'm betting them to win. None of the top five, top. You know, there's there's so many prop bets in golf like all sports, but there's a million in golf. They do matchups and all this stuff. So uh, mark those down. Go the other way, right. Stevie. Yep. Yep. G-T-O-W, Stevie. Go the other way. It's right. our G-T-O segment, okay? Take like yeah. a Fleetwood Mac that's song. A- you can go your own way, baby. Tell you. Yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's uh, looking for the U.S. Open. Should be great. Anyway, watching some of the uh, pregame stuff, pre-tournament stuff yesterday. And um, they kept talking about uh, Kepka and Deshambo, where they're gonna where they're gonna pair them together, because mm-hmm. uh, not random, Stevie. The opening uh, the opening round, the the USGA uh, selects the the pairings themselves. Um, anyway, they didn't do that. They thought maybe they'll put Kepka and Deshambo together. That, that would, would have that been would the be, best thing ever. Yeah, it's totally, totally the best thing ever. Um, so I'm watching a bunch of the interviews. The, the pre-tournament coverage is unreal on the Golf Channel, the, the stuff they do. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, Randall Shambly drives me a little crazy with all his stats and all that junk. But Justin Leonard's come into his own in that thing. Uh, the host of the, of the uh, show is really good. Uh, I, I think his name is, is it Lerner? Uh, I'm mm. throwing you under the bus here again, Stevie. Not sure. Yeah, the guy who hosted. But uh, Patrick Reed, one of the guys they interviewed, uh, and and Webb Simpson uh, was the other interview. Uh, Webb Webb says, uh, "I love the U.S. Open. I love the core story pines. I I love the week of it where it's to- a total departure of of the other golf courses we play because of the, the rough, you know, and 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 the pin placements and and the rough around the greens. Okay, we always talk about the rough in the fairway, uh, which is you know you know mile and a half long, right?" Uh, and but but around the greens, right? It's always it's always thick and juicy, as they call it. They right. make it juicy. Right. Um, all you got to do is look back at the, a famous chip in at Pebble Beach by Tom Watson, where he was. You know, the the grass was above his ankles, downhill chip to you know about a foot. The pin was just on the green. Anyway, chipped in. Um, so Webb Simpson says it was kind of funny. He said, "I love it. I love it. It's 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 totally different. It's highly stressful." You know you're going to make mistakes, but it still drives you nuts as a pro golfer making mistakes or, or missing fairways. Um, and and I really enjoy it. He said, you know, and and it, you're kind of listening to that, going, really, yeah. And uh, and then he said, but I wouldn't want to do it anytime <laughs> after that. <laughs> you know, or be, I'll do it once a year, okay. Yeah. But but it just like takes the wind out of me. Uh, but it's fun. Patrick Reed who when they asked him about his take on it. Uh, and I think he's I, I think he's totally wrong here with his strategy. But here's what he said. Yeah, the rough is not bad on the fairways. Okay, it is what it is. And uh, he, he said, you know, I've, I've had pretty good lies when I've hit it in the rough in these practice rounds. Uh, the problem is going to be getting a flyer. 
So that means the ball's sitting up and, and it goes further than, than normal, right? It just, you know, just flies out of the rough and, and you knock it 20 yards further. And let's be honest, if Patrick said, Reed has like a bad lie, he's just going to kick it loose anyway. He's going to get a little foot wedge. Exactly. Yeah, he's, exactly. Yeah. What bad lies? <laughs> I never get a bad lie. What's, what's wrong? Um, so he said, it'll be interesting because he said, um, you, you know, you got to be cautious with your tee shots, of course, but I'm going to be really aggressive with the irons. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I think that's the worst strategy ever in a U.S. Open. Uh, and then, he, particularly when he says, Stevie, the, where the rough is killer is around the greens. Right. Okay, around the greens. So I'm going to be aggressive because I, I got to get it to the center of the green all the time, you know? So uh, I think that's going to bury him. I think it's going to bury him. But uh, anyway. But back to your thought yeah. about Kepka and DeChambeau, uh, it's almost irresponsible to me. If you're, if you're trying to grow your sport and get eyeballs on your sport and the PGA is like any other league or tour in that matter like why wouldn't you put those two together and what what possible reason would there be for for you to not put those two together it would be like a rock concert atmosphere almost the 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 gallery would be loving that it would look a little like phil coming up 18 at the pga championship everybody be just mesmerized are they gonna go are they gonna are they gonna make they gonna yell at each other or swear at each other like it's just it would put a new angle on things in a wild way, the same way the Ryder Cup has a wildness to it with the fans going bonkers. Um, so I think that's completely irresponsible of the uh, USGA not to put those guys together. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you, you get closer and closer to these guys every year with the broadcasts, you know, yeah. uh, where, the, where the mics are right in there. Of course. You know, they move them. They, they got mics on the tee. Uh, they, got, they got a boom guy there, right, with the mics, and they're moving them in closer and closer. Um, because that's what people love, right? They love to be on the inside. So, you know, it's a gentleman's game, right? It's supposed to be. If if you watch DJ uh, play around to golf, he is he was he's always complimenting guys on good shots right. and good putts. Does it all day. He does it all day. Good shot, shot, nice putt. You know, great chip, good bunker. You know, all, all day long. So, uh, and, and and other guys do it, of course, too, right? Good shot. You know, they recognize him, right? And uh, Kepka and Deshambo, though. <laughs> there should Let's be none of that. <laughs> click the mics on. Let's see what's going on, you know. And the silence, Stevie, would be as telling as as complimenting a guy, you know. If Bryson rips one onto a green, for example, you know, if there if there's one available at the US of, I don't know, at Torrey Pines, it's probably 9,000 yards. I don't, I don't know what the course is like yeah. set up. And then the obvious would be Kepka going, nice, nice shot there. Good rip. Well, yeah, um, you think about all the you think of all the breaches and etiquette that might occur there because those two guys just hate each other. Because there's yes. so many rules of golf that they're just etiquette. They're just being nice. You don't really have to do it. Like if, if you know, if somebody's lining up a putt, nobody ever walks in the line of the putt between the ball and hole. Right. They right. always walk around. But those two guys would probably just be tromping like Clydesdales through the other guy's line. Of, <laughs> I mean, because that no, would never happen. But I don't but, think there's a rule, though, right? Is my point. There's lots of etiquette that isn't really in the rule book. Well, no, no, there's no rule. You, you know, your opponent. I guess he could tramp anywhere, right? But, but um, you, you just don't do it, right? You, in fact, the player would pipe up. You know, the the guy you're afflicting here with this thing, right? Or affecting here, you would say, hey, 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 hey. Watch where you're walking there. You so know? you don't think there'd be um, any breach of etiquette if those two ever play together? No, really? No, I wow. don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but who knows? Who knows? You know, they're trying to build on this thing. You know, the other thing you can't do, Steve, is you're not allowed to walk on your own line. 
uh, which, which is because you could improve your lie. You could improve your line, you know? Right. Uh, so you can't do that on the green. But anyway, that's a one-off. But uh, I, like you and many others, it would have been good to see. So it's not impossible, Stevie, that they can play together, of course, right? If you shoot the same number through through two rounds uh, Friday, you know, yep. of course, they group everyone together with the same score. So mm, that'll be something to watch for. Yeah. Yes. We had to put them together. We had no choice. It's the rules. Right. The other thing is, uh, the, the other thing today is I wanted to mention that it is uh, Phil Mickelson's 51st birthday as we're recording this. So he heads in uh, as uh, Old Man River once again. And we talked in a previous episode about whether he truly has a shot or not. I don't think either of us think he does. You know, the all likelihood that was a, you know, a blip. But mm-hmm. I also saw, you know, him touring around about a week ago, just wheeling around with the Wanamaker trophy on the passenger side of his golf cart. <laughs> just here to remind everybody, you know, I was the PGA champ. He's, he doesn't lack for confidence is my point. And if anybody's going to do something absurdly great at such a late age, who would put it past Phil? Yeah, it's funny. You know, he's gone over the top with it, right? Going. Uh, you know, right. Like you say, bringing the thing everywhere. You know, it's me, Phil, PGA champion, right? PGA champion. It's, it's cool. Um, some of the other things I saw over the past couple of days on little profiles they're doing with players. Um, Xander Shoffley, uh-huh. uh, who's a quiet guy, right? Uh, he's sort of the, the next guy who should be winning something, right? He's had a tough time, but he's really good, right? Really good. He was the guy that was uh, pushing in. Phil at the end of the PGA, right? And he had that, right, put it in the right. drink and or something. he pushed other guys. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, he's the same odds as Dustin. So that tells you how good he is yeah. at 15 to 1. Um, they showed a nice, they did a profile on him yesterday. He gave 150 grand to a, a, a junior uh, program that they're developing um, in, I forget which town, to help build a, you know, a facility for them, a teaching facility. Right. Uh, so they're shooting this thing. Stevie, you know, they do the ones where they're in their car. You know, they put the camera in their car while they're, they're sure. traveling along, yep. singing or singing, <laughs> talking. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this thing going, this is, I would expect like a Bentley here or something, you know. Uh, they pan back. It's a Toyota Camry. Oh, nice. Okay? Yeah. And they ask him about it. He goes, yeah, it's the car, I, the first car that I bought when I was on the, you know, the, the Corn Ferry tour. Uh, I had a clunker. But my my um, it, it broke down, and then I got this twenty two thousand fifteen Camry. It's a mess because of my dogs and all that stuff. But I keep driving it to remind me of where I was, you know, and not where I, and not where I'm going. So he says I'm going to keep it, but for a long time. Cool, super cool. That's very cool. Just I like mean- Patrick Reed, Steve, who did his his uh, interview in his car, but it was his Lamborghini. Right. It's funny that that is. A common thing it feels like in, in in the PGA that there's some guys out there who really kind of hang on to a buck a, a little. You think of Hideki Matsuyama after he won the Masters, he's going home. We talked about this. He's going home and he's basically just taking a standard commercial flight, and he's got the Masters green jacket crudely thrown over his forearm, and he's just walking <laughs> yeah, right, through with right. everybody else. You think of a Matt Kuchar notoriously cheap. He had that moment with a caddy where he kind of stiffed him. And mm-hmm. uh, I think of, I, I've had a chance to play with, you know, some touring pros on the Canadian tour and such. And, uh, you know, guy, these guys are living out of their car in some cases. It's the, the sport of golf kind of lends itself to that, right? It's play well or die. It's not like the guaranteed money that you get in the major team sports. 
Like it's all on you. And if you don't perform, you're not getting paid and you won't be around on the tour for very long. So when I hear stories yeah. like that about guys like Shoffley, it, uh, you know, it's starting to get to a stage where I hear it again and again that it, it doesn't surprise me all that much because they know where they came from and they know how quickly it can kind of all go poof. But I think you get to a certain stage of wealth where, you know, you probably uh, stop thinking those ways, but uh, I'm sure there's lots of guys yeah, that- who know where they came from. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what tennis is like. You know, uh, individual sport, um, but but golf. Um, you know, the, the the pressure to perform in golf, right? Is it, there's all sorts that they put on themselves, of course, right? And and like every other golfer who turns pro, they want to make the PGA, right? They, they, they want to make the show, right? They want to do it. Um, so golf, these poor golfers, Stevie, when they start out. Um, to, to give themselves a shot, they, they, they got to play in tournaments, yeah. right? Uh, and let's say it starts on the Canadian tour. Okay. So they, they, they got to play a bunch of events. That's, that's how you got to get good. You got to get the experience. You got to feel the heart racing. You, you have to have that, um, you know, that feeling of being under pressure, you know, golf's the worst for it, right? It's just a great, crazy amount of pressure. Um, so that's all fine and dandy. So now what? Well, I'm going to go play, you know, the 10 or 12 events that are on the Canadian tour. Okay. How are you going to do that? Well, someone's got to give me money Mm -hmm. to do it. Okay. Um, Because I got to travel. I got to get from event to event. I got to, you know, I need need expense money, hotel, food, entry fee. Okay. So uh, you don't have the money? No, no, I don't. Okay. Well, so now they got to go ask people for the money. Okay. And, and you'll often see it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've probably seen it in Ottawa where guys, want to hit the tour and so they make this plea at their own club they have they, they get to everyone can you kick in a couple of hundred can you, you know you can t- take whatever amount of money we'll take right and so they yep. they they need thirty five thousand, steve or forty thousand before they put a t in the ground okay so now it's like oh my god uh the prop the promise always is you know i'll pay you back when i make the tour you know or i'll give you a piece of the prize money and you know nine times out of ten the people who do give them money are don't expect to get it back. Right. You know, it's like, like sponsors. So they got to go get their own sponsors. They got to get out there and get their own, uh, you know, uh, donations and stuff. Right. And, and, oh my God, you know, what a, what a beyond a hassle. Yeah. And, and then, so now they got all that going. Like if I don't make cuts, uh, you know, I feel like, sorry, I guess I can't give you any money back. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh my God. So when they do make it, man, it's, they deserve it. They deserve it. You know? Yeah. And you um, think about it, it, it when you talk about the pressure of it, there's nothing like it really. I, I don't know if there's another sport that's like it because the room for error is so small. You think tennis, for example, that's another one where it's kind of, okay, if you do great, you get paid. If you don't do great, eh, it's not so much. Um, but the room for error in a tennis match, let's say, you, you know, you whiff on a ball or the ball hits uh, the frame of your racket or something, say that happens, just, you know, unforced errors that happen, like mm-hmm. maybe it happens six times in the course of a match. You can recover from that in tennis. It's one, it's only one point, and you can, you know, you can recover from that. Whereas in golf, you know, you hit, you heal something, and it goes sideways on you. You might be able to get away with that once, twice. Chances are that you're going to lose the tournament. You're not going to win that tournament. And so, like I say, the the room for error is almost non-existent on a PGA Tour event. And that's why everything is just so tense from start to finish. The guys who do well, the guys that really thrive, 
they're 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 just freaks is what they are they we they have a mental game that we have no idea about yeah and unlike other you know uh, success stories in sports of canadians making it uh, and um this comes actually uh, out of interesting this talk does an uh, interesting day because uh the the canadian kid beat roger federer Oje Aliassim. Yeah, that's exactly it, that right? Yeah. yeah, I got it right. He beats Federer, you know. So he's, you know, he, he he's on his way, right? He's been around for a long time. You know, we got more and more Canadians busting into the mainstream sports. You know, uh, you know, we bring up tennis, the NBA, right? There's more Canadians in the NFL. There's there's more Canadian pitchers, right? Are are are, are having more success. Yep. Soccer, right? Yep. Just yesterday, right, Steve? When I mean, it was a. Nice goal there. That uh, thank you, goaltender. That, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about that after the break. Right, but it's guaranteed money once they make it there, Steve. You know, but but in golf, it's not. Yeah, you know, there's no oh, you missed the cut, so do you pick up five grand for that? No, no, zero, zero, zero. And by the way, make sure you pay your hotel bill uh, on your way out of town. Right? right, and 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 the the flight that you gotta pay extra dough for because you, you, you know, you got to fly out early and shit. Like it's just an incredible amount of pressure on a guy trying to make it uh, to the big league. So hats off, man. Hats off to all the, all the golfers. For sure. And we're going to say hats off to everybody who's uh, getting in on memberships uh, to also take part in the club EG dot golf draw that we're doing. Uh, They got a sweet smelling deal at an extraordinary course that was once the world's first cannabis friendly track. It has since returned to its golf roots but we are giving away a foursome with power carts at the super fun Lombard Glen Golf Club. All you have to do to get in on the draw for that foursome is head to stevewproject.com, click on Patreon memberships, and uh, yeah, you're in on that draw. So don't miss a chance to play Lombard Glen because golf is good. Free golf is very good, courtesy of clubeg.golf. We'll come back in just a moment, talk about that Canada-Haiti result and one of the biggest howlers you will ever see. Oh, my goodness, that was bad. Oh, why and, are you picking on the guy, Steve? I know, I, I, I shouldn't. I'm just teeing it up, though. We'll talk about it coming up after these words. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Hit the road in a new 2021 model with your choice of the latest innovations available for new Ford vehicles. These are unconventional times right now, but for your comfort, if you're in the market, For a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be happy to bring a vehicle to your home or place of work for a demonstration and test drive. Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Now, back to Ottawa Sports Talk and whatever on the SWP. So, you've seen it by now, I guess, because I did send you a link to it. I think you saw it. Um, You basically had Haiti taking on Canada in what was a very important match for Canada in their World Cup qualifying hopes. And... Mm -hmm. Canada came away with a 3-0 victory, and they win against Haiti 4-0 on aggregate, and they advance to the final round of World Cup qualifying in CONCACAF. It's the first time Canada, the men anyway, have reached the final qualifying round since it's been 25 years, 96-97. That was the lead-up to 
the France World Cup in 98. And so now they're in there with uh, the others in CONCACAF, Mexico, the United States, Jamaica, Costa Rica, Honduras, and Canada right now is 70th. So pretty cool stuff. But oh my God, this own goal by Haiti's keeper, uh, Jose Duverger. He is Canadian born and somehow, some way, he, he misplays the ball as if he's never played the sport before and puts it into his own net. God, that guy must have felt like garbage. Yeah, and it was a pass back here, Stevie. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so it's not like he didn't know it was coming. Yeah, it wasn't right? a shot. It was just a nice, a little easy slow pass. roller back to the goaltender. I got back to the goalkeeper. I get it. I get it. You could read the um, uh, the brand Adidas on the side of the ball. That's how slow the ball yeah, was rolling. Right. Obviously, the guy had. Obviously, the guy bet on Team Canada, Stevie. That's what it looks like. Yeah, well, yeah, he is. He is Montreal born, but you know what? That's what the announcer said. I, I don't know who the announcer was, but he actually bellowed that out in the in the call. He said, "There he is, doing a solid for Canada." Ooh, I'm like, no, what? Come no. on, the guy's the guy's going to be on YouTube forever. He feels like garbage, and probably some people are thinking in those terms. Like, what are the odds? Like. Haiti versus Canada. Haiti's keeper is Canadian born. And then he does that. There's no shortage of soccer fans in Haiti who are, who are thinking that he, I don't think you need the play by play guy to pile on. Right. Right. Um, Stevie, first of all, what, uh, since first time since 96. So they go to the next round. How does that work now? How many games they have to win? One, two, five. What, what, what happens now? Do you know? Well, we wait till September. It's eight teams. And it's uh, an octagon final round. They play each other uh, home and away, these eight teams, starting in September. And of the eight, the top three will book their ticket for Qatar or Qatar, whatever you're calling it this week in 2022. The fourth place team will then take play. It's kind of a wild card. They'll take part in an intercontinental playoff to see who gets that fourth spot. So it's, uh, like I say, it's going to start up So eight teams, you play a round... You play a round robin, mm-hmm. but twice. You play each team twice. Yeah, and it's I believe it's the same as it was with this round where Canada and okay. Haiti faced each other. That was a 3-0 win for Canada in the match we're talking about, and Canada wins 4-0 on aggregate in that they uh, right. they had won by a goal in the first match. Wow, what a grind. Yeah. It's a lot of games, man, just to get, just to get into a tournament. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and if they fail, it'll be... Uh, Probably about three weeks before the next World Cup qualifying begins. It takes a long time to decide this stuff. And that's part of what makes the World Cup so special. It is so hard to get there. It is so hard to win. Well, I think of Glenn Walton, one of our great sponsors. Oh, big Liverpool guy. Massive. Big football football guy. Yeah. 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 Hello to Glenn. Hello to all our sponsors. Jim K. Ford, all insurance. And that's all on soccer. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you're getting. I do want to mention in the, on the hockey side of things, um, Jack Eichel is an interesting storyline to be watching in this off season. And according to Pierre Lebrun from TSN, things are getting more serious on the Jack Eichel trade front. Remembering that this guy, not that long ago was one, a one B with the great Connor McDavid. As far as who are Mm -hmm. we going to draft? Is it going to be Eichel? Is it going to be McDavid? I think everybody had McDavid, but Eichel was right there in the discussion, and he obviously went number two that year. Well, um, it looks like that it's going to happen. Things are getting serious as far as the Jack Eichel trade goes. We're calling it the Jack Eichel sweepstakes, and uh, all kinds of teams are coming. 
Seattle even in the mix now, the expansion club. Wouldn't that be something for them to get a, a player of right. the ilk of Jack Eichel right out of the gate? But the according to LeBron, the teams most likely to get Eichel would be the LA Kings, the Minnesota Wild, the Anaheim Ducks, the Blue Jackets, Flyers, and Rangers. But there's going to be at least some level of interest in most uh, every corner, uh, assuming that there's room for him financially or in the case of the Ottawa Senators' ownership, interest in spending that kind of dough. Well, like, what's what, what goes on in Buffalo, Steve? Uh, they're, they're kind of this team that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, right, Buffalo. <laughs> you know, like, like Taylor Hall recently, right? The people go in there to play. It's like, yeah, but it's only for my warm-up until I get to another team, mm-hmm. you know? And and now, so they have, they've done shit. Yep. And so then when they got a guy, you would think, well, we got to, we got to get some pieces here for Eichel. You know, we got to, we got to bring some pieces in to be able to play with Eichel or whatever. No, yeah. no, no, no. We'll just get rid of Jack Eichel, our captain. It's crazy. You know? And it all comes down to, well, Eichel had a terrible year. He only had two goals. He was close to a point a game, but he only had two goals in the 20 something games he played. So that's way off what they expect from him. Goal production wise, the points were still there. And then he came down, had a neck injury. And now I guess there was some, there's been big time disconnect with the team regarding how they should treat it. Eichel says, I've been a bit upset about the way things have been handled since I've been hurt. There's been a disconnect between myself and the organization and it's a quibbling over whether he should get surgery or deal in rehab. And that combined with his lack of production and really the fact that, you know, he's six years into his Buffalo Sabres career and they really haven't made a serious run at, at a playoff right. spot, let alone get to one. I think he's right. had enough. I think the Sabres are ready to go scorched earth and rebuild this thing completely. So that's why guys like Eichel are going to be dangled out there. And I would imagine that he's probably in the next month going to be traded. Absolutely. Yeah. Weird thing about sports, you know, I got an idea. Let's get rid of our best player. Happens all the time, right? The, the, to put him on the block. Well, it happens here every year in Ottawa. <laughs> right right there you go there you go here we go let's see uh we got eric carlson gone yeah. and then the next year mark stone gone you make an argument jg pajos in the discussion gone i didn't think at the time he was maybe their best player when he got traded but looking back and, and what pajos done since he left here he might have been their best player anyway the point is yeah some teams are just bound to fire sale and uh sometimes it makes sense it remains to be seen if this is going to be an ongoing fire sale in Ottawa or in Buffalo. The difference in Buffalo is they do have an engaged owner who is willing to spend, and he's got more money than God. And right. so that's uh, that's the difference there. But for sure, the Sabres have been absolute junk for a decade now. So, And I like that organization. I certainly admire the fans there. They are hardcore. They love the sport. They love their team, and they deserve better than this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people will be phoning me and going, you know what? I'm not sure what the general manager thinks. Let's get a hold of Jerome. Let's get his thoughts on this thing. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, so the Blue Jays, they've had a nice little run of late. Well, certainly they had a nice weekend in Boston. And, yep. uh, and and individually, there's some amazing performances going on right now. You think about Exhibit A, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Marcus Simeon's been great since they brought him in. But uh, as a team, they're just still scuffling. They're still kind of hanging around that 500 mark. 
in large part because of the bullpen and manager Charlie Montoyo. Well, the saint. Yeah, I call him. Uh, he's not uh, he's not dealing with this very well right now. All I know, it's, it seems like every day I get a question. So what's wrong with Castro? What's wrong with Chatwood? Or now it's Dolis. What's wrong with Dolis? Why you, you pitch Dolis in that inning? It's just, it's been every f-ing month. I mean, the whole month about the same thing. You know, the guys was the, the guy. We're gonna give him a chance. You know, Castro. We need Castro to pitch good. Chatwood was good today. And Dolis, we need him. You know, Romano came in, gave up a double. He, he's still gonna pitch. You know, these who we got. And we're going to trust him. You know, this is all we got, you know. And we've been in every game. As you know, we've been in every game. Just the bullpen's are doing the job. But you know what? They're going to get a chance again tomorrow. So there is Jay's manager, Charlie Montoyo, dropping the F-bomb in frustration after another Blue Jay bullpen meltdown. Right. And uh, it's funny the way he presented it, too. He said, I trust them. And then he said, ah, they're not getting the job done. Right. Why are you putting trust in guys who aren't getting the job done? Well, it's I mean it's not his gig, right? To to does he pull the does he pull the trigger on trades? I don't I don't know, right? But no, no. um I I get it. We were we were talking about this 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 past week with you know playing in Montreal and Toronto, right? With with Rusty and and how you know how how stifling it is, you know. It's it's you know how smothering it is to play in those cities. Uh, so he's, you know, the, the, the poor manager there has been taking questions about the demise of the pitching staff, right? That they're, you know, especially their relief pitching, right? is just shit and they're losing games and, you know, giving up leads and stuff like that. And, and so he's calmly, uh, you know, faces the media, Stevie, right? We, we talked about it, that this obligation of people having to face the media, uh, what's her face? You know, is the is the latest news of that saying I'm not going to do it because of mental health reasons. Um, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. Yeah, right. So What's this guy face? does it every day. You know, he he goes and and it's even harder than if you're a Maple Leaf, Stevie, to face the media because you play baseball here. So you can look forward to 162 times yeah. a year that you gotta you gotta step out there and and talk to the media. And of course, of late, it's been what about this picture? What about this picture? What about this picture? And you can hear in the clip that he just finally snaps. And every fucking month, I've got yeah. to answer a question. Yeah, it's uh, not so it's not the, a leaf level pressure, but it's certainly no, but annoying. But for the my point is for this guy who's an absolute angel, you know, super nice guy, low key guy, super happy guy. For this guy to snap, I mean, how bad is it? You know, how how bad? How tough is it? For the questions yeah. from the media. You know, so. when he was here in Ottawa. This is going way back, and I may have told this story in a previous episode since it's coming up and snapping and all that. It reminds me of when I was up in the Ottawa Lynx uh, press box one night. They were calling the game, and I was getting some pop or something. Uh, in the previous inning, and Charlie Montoyo, who was called Choo Choo for some reason by one of the media guys, and it seemed to stick here, but he was one of the infielders, and he was charged with an error by the scorer who resides up in the press box with us. And Charlie Montoyo's wife was not very happy with the call of an error on her husband. She stormed the booth and absolutely read the riot act to the scorer. (laughs) Meanwhile, all the media guys are just kind of staring at the ceiling, whistling, going. uh, Yeah, yeah, right. uh, Right. The crazy wife. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. uh, And I I don't know if he's with her anymore, but uh, that's my memory of Charlie Montoyo in Ottawa. Yeah, so. The wife has rubbed off on him a little bit, maybe. Maybe. Um, 
Yeah. Anyway, a little nice, nice little one. I like. I like to see it. That a boy, Charlie. Yeah. Yes. This can turn teams around, Stevie. That shit. It's the bullpen, though. That's what it's all about. I mean, the starting pitching's been pretty solid. The batting's been amazing. But the right. bullpen. Here's the stats since May twentieth. They've got six blown saves. Uh, since then, that's uh, 29th in the majors. The ERA, oh. 5.38. That's oh. 26th in the majors. So it hasn't been very good for that uh, for that bullpen. And so it's obviously starting to get to the manager. If they can somehow get uh, the bullpen going, and Montoyo still seems to think that there's a chance that might happen, then the Jays still have a shot at a wild card here. Yeah. Well, Guerrero, man, is the guy to watch these days too, right? Yeah. He's yeah. great. Yep. He had four four homers in a row there going into last night's game. Oh, he's a beauty. He is he's a beauty. A beauty. Uh, we should just staggered with my baseball knowledge right now. Oh, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> Let us take a time out on the program. We're going to be back, back with what we call final thoughts after these words. Do you find shopping around for insurance a time-consuming hassle? I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and let me take it from there. You'll be surprised at how easy it can be. 613-860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Did you know that Jim K. Ford has been around since 1982? That's a long time. You don't last that long unless you're really awesome at what you do. They're one of the longest-running dealerships in this city. The K family proudly strives to provide the best service in the automotive market. With the help of their fantastic team of professionals, they're continually training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. So see what they're all about, shop for your next vehicle, and then make your appointment today at jimkford.com. They're at 438 Uville Drive in Orleans. And compared to this time last year, the price of a single family home in the city of Ottawa has gone crazy. Are you curious to know what your home is worth in a blazing hot market like this? Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free, no-obligation estimate. I think you'll be surprised to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. So, James, as we wrap things up today, I'm actually going to head out to Manderley, play a little golf. On the green? Manderley on the green. I don't know if they call it on the green anymore, but it is definitely Manderley. That's where I'm heading today. Kevin McNamara, good listener to the program. You'll be hosting us. I know Kevin. Ian right. Mendez. Yeah, yeah. Remember Ian Mendez from uh, TSN and Sportsnet? Say hi to eBabes for me. eBabes? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where that nickname is from. Someone I went to school with, I guess, in, uh, in, in university. Okay. eBabes. Fair enough. I'll transfer it to Mendez now. I love it. We called him Trey for a while. Trey, oh, Men- Trey. Trey Mendes. Oh, good one. Hey, I like that. <laughs> yeah, Trey Mendes. It's like, it's a play on the word fantastic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Yeah, Dave Semenko, uh, God God rest his soul. Uh, D- Dave Semenko tells a hilarious story. Um, he'd all, oh, he didn't quite make it home on time several times, Steve, when he was living with his girlfriend. Uh, he, he had fun. Yeah. Smink had a lot of fun, uh, back in the day. And you know, you, you've interviewed him. You've heard him talk, Steve, mm-hmm. slow draw. Hello, Steve. How are you? Nice to meet you. Yep. Um, uh, and he came, he, he walked into the wrong house after getting out of a cab, coming back from a road trip or something, or coming back from the bar in the morning and, uh, uh, strolled into the wrong house. Right? Mm-hmm. He said, Oh, this isn't my place. And, um, because it was vacant. And and then he 
walked outside and looked at the address and went, yeah, but this is my place. Oh, no. Yeah, his wife fucked off oh, with all the furniture. Oh, she no. moved She moved out in the middle of the night. So, oh, dear. Sammy talks about that. Go, oh, yeah, okay. Guess that's over. How confident <laughs> was she, too, right? Got a moving van and probably a whole yeah. team of guys. You know, well, it, they were on the road. Yeah, she, she, she moved away. Right. Oh, boy. Uh, with all the stuff. Anyway. All right, well, good okay, stuff. Uh, we'll... Uh, Thanks for being with us today, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. Don't forget about our website, stevewproject.com. James, enjoy your evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.